truth. Hey, I'm Jim Price at Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is October 11th. It's a Monday, 2023. Well, as we continue on to find out that we are not always on the right side of history, uh, the UN has asked us to join along in a ceasefire vote, and we vetoed it. We not only didn't say no, but we bankrupted, or not bankrupted, uh, we vetoed, I guess. That's the best and only way to say it. We said no. And so there will be no ceasefire in Israel because we don't want one. And the fact was, as long as we continue to have that skirmish going on in Ukraine and uh, Israel, the war machine that we understand that finances a lot of things in the world around us is enjoying the profits they're sharing. I've actually been tracking Raytheon since October 8th, which was the day that their their stock did no changing for almost two years. And then all of a sudden, they go we go into Israel, and they have jumped 10% since October 8th. So, guys... This is where you got to pay attention to the, those shiny objects around you. Sometimes there's a there's a few more things behind the scenes that we don't always get caught up on. Um, I do have a couple special guests with me. I'm gonna I got two of you in the scene, so I'm gonna have to squeeze you down a little bit here. Hang um, on, just a second for me. All right, let's see. How do I get both of you in there? Uh, we're usually pretty good at this. Yeah, yes. There you go. If she's just, if you guys stay close to each other, that'd be better. So I can uh, keep you guys together. Oh, Rub shoulder to shoulder. There we're good. All right, go ahead, guys. Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourself, and uh, we'll go from there. So I know your name, they, 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 but they don't. <laughs> so okay. Okay. Hi, Pastor Don Downs uh, from Logan, Ohio. Yes, sir. And I am his daughter, Kara Buckman. And we are on, uh, you, I think this is the 15th uh, show in the last month and a half, I guess. Good. Telling our story. And uh, how did, do you have a website or anything that people could track with you on, on your story, or they can uh, help you out or follow along? Um, we have a Twitter, a Getter, Telegram, Facebook, and Truth Social. And that is all at Brenda's Battle. You can follow us at Brenda's Battle. Okay. And then um, we have a Give, Send, Go, and it is givesendgo.com slash Battle 21 Okay, very good. Well, uh, I guess it's up to you guys who wants to lead the chorus. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm here for you guys. So you guys tell me what you want to do. You can tell me kind of how everything got started, and we can break it down from there. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Um, I think I'll start off, I guess. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, say that our heart goes out uh, to the 1.2 million uh, people, the families that were lost during the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. And also our heart goes out to the good nurses and doctors right. uh, during that period that were put under tremendous pressure. A lot of them were fired, a lot of them, you know, Hard to live with herself now. But anyhow, mm -hmm. our heart goes out to them. This is not just about my wife, their mom, uh, Brenda. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, about um, a lot of things. But it, this is about uh, evil uh, versus uh, good versus evil. That's what it's about. Right. And the things we went through uh, 
with this uh, our case here, it's um, it's almost unbelievable. Uh, but anyhow, what happened was we both got COVID in end of July in, in 2021. Mm-hmm. Ended up in the local hospital, both of us in the same room for three days. I actually was worse going in uh, than she was, but for some reason I, I got a little better and they let me go insurance purposes after three days. Mm-hmm. They did nothing for us other than oxygen. Uh, but they, Brenda, her numbers started getting lower, whatever they call it, higher. but higher. Well, okay, higher. So they uh, were in a local, very small hospital. So they shipped her to Columbus, Ohio, which is about 45, 50 minutes away from where we live. And uh, in, it's a hospital owned by Ohio Health. They own a large number of hospitals throughout the state, probably the biggest organization, medical organization in our state, right. I would say. So she's in there and... Um, how many days, I can't remember, how many days was she in there? But to start with, they were hounding her to get to get her to go on the life support. Five days she'd been in Okay, for five. five days. Okay. So they hounded her continually about putting her on the uh, life support machine. And when we were, when I was up there, um, I couldn't go visit her for a few days because I was so bad with COVID. But anyhow. Uh, she didn't want to go on the, she yeah, said, I don't, refusing it. yeah, she kept refusing it and, and they hounded her and hounded her and they told her that if she would go on the vent, that her, that would give her lungs a chance to rest. And that was farthest thing from the truth, but right. uh, she went ahead and let them do it. Uh, she was on high flow oxygen and she said less than an hour before that she let him put him on a vent that she did not feel bad enough to go on a vent but she says i may as well do it to say it's going to help my lungs rest and and on that day they also told her that if she didn't go on the ventilator she would only have um about 24 hours to live right that's what they told her wow and told uh told uh, us so what do you do you know, so she went on it and the very same, so much happened that day. We get a call from a family member that knew someone, uh, had somebody, a family member in the hospital somewhere else. They gave them the ivermectin. Uh, they were on the ventilator. They were on the ventilator. They walked out in just 40, 48 hours. Uh-huh. So we didn't know anything hardly about ivermectin. To the, up to that point. Right. Also that day, uh, we found out about a, uh, uh, an attorney in New York, Ralph Larego, that had been really uh, lifted up. taken the charge on these hospitals, not allowing people to receive ivermectin. Yeah. And so he had been uh, going to court to battle these hospitals. Um, but before we you know, looked up to find Ralph, we, um, we, I had found an NIH study on ivermectin showing that it lowered comorbidity in COVID. So we, that's what I used when requesting it from the hospital. 
Um, I used that NIH article when I requested this from the hospital, and they, um, of course, you know, said that that you couldn't actually. They told us you couldn't get ivermectin in a pharmacy in Ohio. That you could only purchase it at Tractor Supply, which we all know that that's a lie. This came about by me calling a meeting, and I said, "Look, I was jumping up and down. Look, we we can get the ivermectin. No, you can't buy it in Ohio. Well." Yeah, you can't. Every tractor supply in Ohio has it in one form or the other. Every pharmacy. Or every pharmacy also had it. Right. But, of course, they lied. We knew they were lying. I called them liars. But anyhow, I asked them, um, in 19 months up to that during this COVID period, 19 months had went by. I said, how many pe- people uh, has taken you to court to get a family member Ivermectin, anything else? Uh, no one. You're the first one. I was blown away. <coughs> and I said, well, I'm going to take you to court to get her that medicine. They just laughed about it, basically. Next day, they got their papers. So we had called uh, Ralph Larego out of New York. And because um, we found all these stories that everybody that he had taken to court. Um, Eleven people that every time they got the ivermectin, they lived. And so that was just a no-brainer for us. You know, uh, if if 11 people received it and were on a ventilator and got off of of the vent, you know, that was just a no-brainer for something to try Mm -hmm. because they told us they were, you know, they were out of the hospital, told us that, you know, they they did everything that they could do. And they, you know, we asked them how many people have gotten off the vent, and they said one. And that was the uh, very first patient that they had had who didn't get remdesivir and who didn't receive the protocol like everyone receives now. Um, But the guy sitting in the meeting also, he said five or more. And then this head of nursing, she said, no. She looked at him and said, no, we've only had one. And that we panicked then. Yeah. So they said, you know, they gave us a zero percent chance that she would live. Right. After being put on the ventilator, which they didn't tell us before. No, um, didn't tell her. Put on the ventilator. Right. But um, so when we talked to Ralph, he said, OK, I need three things from you. I need you to get an attorney in Ohio that yes. will in Columbus, Ohio, um, that can file all the paperwork and do the legwork for me. Um, I need you to get a doctor who is willing to prescribe ivermectin. And I need you to get a pharmacy that's willing to fill it. And we had gotten all of that done in and one, day. one day. And he was able, the very next day, he was able to file file an emergency injunctive relief. Um, and we were able to battle in court um, for the ivermectin. Now, in the beginning, the first day, um, while Ralph was, we weren't present, but Ralph was in court, um, you know, virtually all day battling Um And he told us that night, you know, everything went really well. I think the judge is, you know, he's done this for 40 some years. He's like the judge is, you know, he doesn't understand why they won't try it. If they're saying that she's going to die. She was in perfect health, too. He doesn't understand why they won't just give her the medicine. So the judge seemed to be, you know, in our favor. Well, the very next day that all changed. And. So he battled again all day in court. And 
Um, he's, our, he's our lead attorney. He calls us and he's like, this deal they want is not good. This is a horrible deal. Um, but what they want from you is to sign a confidentiality agreement stating that if they give her the ivermectin, um, you won't tell anyone. And if you do, but it also had in there, there was no without proof. They didn't have to have proof that we told. Um, if you tell anyone or if they find out that you told anyone, you will have to pay a million dollars each what? to the hospital. This is extortion. So illegal extortion. So that was a million dollars from my dad, myself, and my sister. So we would have had to pay three million dollars if we told. Wow. So um the judge ended ended up calling us personally and saying 4 30 that day. He said, um, you know, do you understand what confidentiality is? And like, yes, we understand what confidentiality is. And he said, well, you know, I feel like the million dollars is is too high, so I'm going to lower it to $100,000 each, which to us is just, I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of money anyhow. Right. Either a million, 100,000, it's a ridiculous amount. Um, so it would have been $300,000 if we told anyone. And, um, but he, he was very... Um, the judge, this was Judge Mark Sarah out of Franklin County. Um, he made us repeat after him. He said, now, if anybody tells you, yeah. if anybody talks to you about this, if anybody asks you anything, you're going to tell them the judge says I'm not allowed to talk about it. And he made us repeat that back to him like we were children. Wow. And he said, now, what are you going to say? If anybody asks you about it and made us repeat back, the judge says, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Wow. So um, hours later, they're still battling in court over this, um, over this confidentiality agreement. And the judge calls us in and asks us to come to the courtroom. 4.30. So we get there and um, they had been battling. So there was four Ohio health attorneys there. There was our uh, Franklin County attorney there doing the legwork, doing the legwork, which was Jeff Perry. And then um, they did not allow our lead attorney, Ralph Larigo, to be present via phone, Zoom, nothing. So there we are with one attorney and he's not our lead attorney. And we're in the courtroom basically alone. Right. And the judge says to us, he says, Due to, because, I mean, this was such a heinous contract that Ralph was, because they wanted Ralph to be held to this too. Mm -hmm. And Ralph was not willing to sign it. And, and they were going back and forth. And Judge Mark Sarah says to us, due to your attorney, Ralph, not signing this agreement, your mother and your wife is not going to get the medication. And basically... You know, your death is is her blamed, death. blamed her death on Ralph. Right. And He's he, going to die because Ralph. He, he went die. on to say this about Ralph during all that mess. He's doing this for his, his ego, trying to make a name for himself. You name it. It was sickening. Yeah. Wow. And so he ran him down so bad. He took him out of the picture by doing this. And he, they also wouldn't. We, you know, he wasn't even there to to you know, represent himself or defend himself. And no. here the judge is 
bashing our lead attorney to us, saying that blaming him for everything. Yeah. Saying it, it's all his fault. And of course, me and my sister are in tears because, you know, we don't think that we're going to be able to get the medicine. Right. And um, so my sister raised her hand and asked the judge if, you know, we could call Ralph. And he said, you know, you can leave the courtroom and you have three minutes to and, talk and to smart him. like what? Three. You have three minutes. minutes. Wow. So so we leave the courtroom and. Um, Ralph is, you know, trying to explain to us how awful this and what this contract is, all these changes that they're make trying to make to it that, you know, we don't know about. And, um, you know, we don't have time to discuss it. Like, you know, my mom is in the hospital dying. Like, so all we wanted, we didn't care what was in the contract. We just wanted the medicine. So, you know, we had to end up telling Ralph, I mean, the judge basically forced us. Right. We had to tell him that we had to fire him Yeah. because there was just if he wasn't willing to sign, we had to fire him. And so while we were out of the room, obviously, when we got back, Ohio health attorneys and the judge had been having a separate conversation without us present. And we get back in and he said, the judge said, okay, I know what I'm going to do. What? We've come to an agreement with Ohio Health. They agree that if you f- fired Ralph, um, because my dad told him that we fired him, if you fired him and I issue a gag order on Ralph, then we can go through with the contract. And she will get the ivermectin tomorrow. she will get tomorrow. the ivermectin tomorrow. So he said they're going to write up the gag order and everything is going to be ready tomorrow. As soon as it's ready, we will contact you and you will come up and sign it and she will get the ivermectin. Wow. So um, so we leave the courtroom and the next day um, we wait and we sign it. Now, our, uh, Jeff. our t- attorney, Jeff Perry, is just our only attorney left, is the local attorney. He has everything just sitting out in the waiting room, all the papers already, you know, folded over to where he signed it. My dad asks, is there anything changed since the court since the court? He said, you know, um, there's a few changes, but nothing big and basically nothing to worry about. about, And basically just the gag order has been added. Well, the changes were something to worry about. And of course, you know, we're just trying to save her life. The clock's ticking. Every minute passes. He said, just sign it and get that ivermectin. So so we signed it. But one of the biggest changes was they had changed it to it was up to the doctor's discretion whether or not she received it. It was no longer up to the judge. He gave his authority basically to the doctors of Ohio Health. So I don't know how much he got got for that. I don't know. But. We'll so you find got out back maybe to square one. You're later. exactly back where you started from after all the stuff you'd bothered to do. You're back to the, it, it the is, doctor making his own decision. Wow. That is right. unbelievable what they did. So, Next. So we get to the hospital and and we say, we go to her room and normally her doors were shut. You had to wear full PPE to go inside. And all of a sudden we get there and her doors are open. You didn't have to wear PPE. And I'm like, okay, that, you know, that put up a red flag immediately. Like, what is going on? Like, she no longer had COVID. So they tell us, oh, well, she doesn't. Oops. I think I lost you guys there for a second. Uh, 
Uh, looks like I may have lost you guys. Are you there? Uh, looks like I've got a lost them on a connection, guys. We'll continue on. Um, this is the kind of stuff that we've talked about consistently throughout all the difference going on with the, the, the hospitals and the tyranny of things, guys. This is what we have to face. Now, listen to what they did to them. I want you to recap this a little bit. Now, remember, they went in and told them that we're just all we're doing is going to add this thing onto where the attorney can't say nothing. And then you guys all sign this, and then, then you guys will get your ivermectin. See how it's a, it's a carrot and a stick? You know, if you here's the carrot, here's the stick. If you don't do it, you do this, you don't do that, blah, 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 right? Oh, we just want the ivermectin. Oh, sure, we'll give that to you. But then they put all these limitations into the contract. They couldn't say nothing. The, the attorney couldn't say nothing. They already signed everything. And then they come to find out they're right back to square one where the doctor's doing what he wants to do. And this is probably part of the biggest problem with a lot of people that even today – I don't think you realize that there are still people today going through a lot of this stuff, and it's not that it just happened back then. We're having people with the VARES, you know, the, you having the reactions to the government chemical they ask everybody to be put on. And so that's a problem for everybody. So this is the thing that where these guys have had to suffer through this, and this is the problem. So, again, we have a, a whole situation, and if they come back in, I'll, I'll get it back on, just waiting for them to uh, hopefully everything uh, get going on this. Huh. Okay, just waiting on on that. But anyway, so again, this was an issue for them, right? We've got I, I I've had I've watched this happen so many times, and and the problem is I hear about these stories after this. I hear the stories after they're dead, after that you know. And and this was the sad part of this is like, you know, you can actually just walk out of the hospital. You don't have to have a doctor discharge you. You don't. It's your choice. It's the problem with this is is there's too many times that we think that we. Oh, the, the doctors are the authority. The judges are the authority. Guys, when you actually just stand in your own power, that's it. That's all you have to do. And too many times I think we look around and we're like, oh, I'm waiting for the police officer to tell me what to do with my life. I'm waiting for the judge to do I mean, what to do with my life. I'm waiting for a doctor to tell me. I'm waiting for a teacher. I'm waiting for you know a congressman. I'm waiting for the president. It doesn't work that way, guys. See, too many times we continue to go down this path of, Seeing that, seeing or saying that people above us, or our people are above us, and in reality, we are as a basic, cut down all the way to the bottom, cut and dry, just system, just, just people. Okay, we are more powerful than the judge. We are more powerful than the president. We are more prou- powerful than the guy with the gun and the badge. And guys, I am not anti-cop. I am not anti-government. I am not anti-religion. I am not anti-medicine. What I am is the fact that these people have put themselves into a position of authority that they don't belong in. And the hospitals have no authority over your life. They have no authority over your care. And the sad part of this is, is we keep giving this over and over and over again and it's all about them making sure you can't, you can't uh, sue them. That's all this is. Just like okay, and so uh, it's been two years since Charlie has passed, and I ran up against the statute of limitations on his death. And I knew there was something wrong. I knew something wasn't quite right. The situation around his death was a little inconvenient. 
And so I went back and pulled all the medical records, and they doctored things to say, <coughs> excuse me, that, oh, no one ever left Charlie, and he was always, uh, every time he was eating, he was always supervised, but I would watch him not be in the room with them at all. You know, there would be people eating at the t- uh, kitchen table, and I just kind of thought that is normal. I really didn't think about it. But the sad part of it is, is that in his medical records, it says that he cannot, he has to be assisted with all meals. Well, my problem is, is that they gave him a banana, which he was usually a pr- pretty capable of doing all by himself, eating a banana, and he choked. And they left him in this bedroom too long. They forgot about him. He was in his bedroom. He wasn't at the kitchen table. And they said that he, you know, oh, while sitting there, that he turned blue and all that good stuff. Well, when you go back and, and you look at the situation, there's no way that someone chokes on something and dies in an instant. It doesn't happen within 30 seconds or looking away to look back. And that's what they said that happened. Is they looked away. They looked back. Charlie was already blue. Well, I don't know how long it takes me to turn blue, but if I sat here and held my breath without without and until I passed out, I think it's going to take more a little bit longer than 30 seconds. You know, it's going to take quite a while. And the problem is, I'm, even though I go to pass out, my body's going to go ahead and start uh, doing respirations all on its own again. But the sad part of this is, I don't think you people realize that this is a consistent thing where we give these people power. These judges and DAs and police officers don't have the power, and they are not the absolute end-all of authority on every situation. Honestly, guys, I've met a lot of attorneys in my life. I've had a lot of friends that are attorneys. Okay, I really have. I've had judges. I've had DAs. I've had all these different people, law enforcement guys. I'm, I'm telling you guys, all I know the sheriffs. I know the, the guys on the beat. I know all that stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're not any smarter than you guys. They really not. Oh, they may have a designation behind their name, but they are not any smarter than you guys. Looks like we got them back on here. And if we can get them back in, we'll get them back up on the show here. But, guys, when you think about people around you, I'm telling you right now, I have, oh, there you guys are. Are you back? Yeah, okay. electric went out. Oh, did it really? Lost okay. All right. Yeah, I came back on. I was wondering what happened. I was like, well, maybe the, I just kept going on, so it was good to see you guys back. So, uh, continue where you were. So, okay. Um, so I think I left off with uh, she was um, her her room her doors were open, yeah, right? Um, and they said she no longer had COVID. Um, so we said to them, okay, we want to watch you um, administer the ivermectin because we didn't trust that they would do it. No. Um, and so oh, we get a message from our um, attorney, and he said. Hey, um, is your mom doing a lot better? Um, is she off the vent? And we're like, what? No, she's not doing better. Like she's actually doing worse. Like she had spiked a really high fever. And so he said, well, the doctors want to meet with you. And we're like, I don't want to meet with them. We don't want a meeting. We just want to watch them give her the medicine. And he said, well, um, they think she's having cognitive issues. Well, it's like, well, you just, why'd you just ask us if she was doing better? And now you're telling us she's having cognitive issues. And he said, well, you know, we said, well, we don't know anything about these cognitive issues. So maybe we do want a meeting. He said, well, let me know if you want me there. And then we talked about it. We're like, no, nope. 
we do not want a meeting. Like we just felt like they were trying to pull something with the with her being not having COVID anymore. And so we said no, no meeting. And well, all of a sudden, five doctors storm into the waiting room and ambush us in the waiting room. And after we said we didn't want to meet, mm-hmm. and they said, um, well, you know, we've taken her back for a CT scan because we she's just not being responsive like we think that she should be. Well, yeah, because you still have her sedated. You have her on fentanyl and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, she's not waking up. And um, so... They they did that and then you know we're like okay it's 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 not easy to move a vented patient it's you know every time they do it it takes a team right and so we felt they, that did, it, they did it to make it look good they were doing things now to get out of giving her the ivermectin Hold on, doctor here so um so they um so they said well. So they had their lead infectious disease doctor there, Dr. Joseph Gastaldo. Uh And he said, well, I feel like the ivermectin can cause um, side effects with the brain. So that's why we shouldn't give it to her. Um, And we have to run these tests. Well, that was all a lie. Like, it's not. Yeah. Her all of her cognitive tests came back normal. Um, which we didn't get those, of course, until the following day. In that fr- framework, though, that time, that morning, when well, she's supposed to get the ivermectin, when all this happened, Gustavo himself called Brenda's and my doctor here in Logan to to get try to talk him into contacting us and talking us into to waiting on the ivermectin. He absolutely refused. He said, no, she needs it today. Give it to her now. They said, we don't have anybody. What? They said, we don't have anyone here at this hospital that will administer it. After they told us they did. And according to our, yeah, according to our agreement, they had a doctor there that was willing to give it. All of a sudden they don't. And now all of a sudden they don't. Right. And so our doctor here said, okay, I will leave my practice right now. It would take him about less than an hour to get up there. I will give it to her myself. They said, oh, no, no, you're not allowed up here to do anything. No such thing, because you are not a part of our organization. Uh, so, OK, then what? So um, Joseph Gastaldo, the infectious disease doctor, he says to us, and this is when, you know, we about came out of our chairs on him. He said, now maybe if she had taken the ivermectin um, a little bit sooner, a little bit sooner, <clears throat> maybe it could have helped. I've already spent $18,000 in eight days to try to get the ivermectin. And this man says that to, uh, to us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. my golly. Chairs. Oh, they were bawling and crying. And so I asked him, I said, in, in your doctoring history have you ever given ivermectin to a patient oh yes i prescribe it every day all the time but never for covid i said let me ask you people something if that was your mom your wife your your daughter in there and there was such as ivermectin anything 
to help get them off that vent to save their life, what would you do? Gestaldo, Chowdhury, the, the head uh, ICU doctor, another one. Oh, we would use the protocol. protocol. They would stick to the protocol. Can you imagine? That wasn't working. And I looked at them after they said it, and I said, I have never in my life ever met people like a human beings like you. So they were bent. They were never going to give her the ivermectin. Now it is so clear. Right. Why? Because it would have. I think it would have set uh, precedence uh, that they would have had to give it to anyone else that wanted it, and they were not going to do that. Well, there's too much they money would've... involved with her dying and her in continued uh, re- um, care that the backside money they were getting and all this stuff is actually the part that really makes it nefar- very nefarious. When you see that yeah. the doctors who can claim that it was a COVID death get more money, when you see that they go in the ventilator, they get more money. When you see that they do certain oh. protocols, they get more money. Um, it yeah. just, it boils down to they, you know, your your wife's uh, life was only worth a few hundred thousand dollars at the end, and it was to worth that to them. So they were willing to kill yeah. the, kill her for a few you know f- few pieces of silver, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the ba- the basic thing was for me, I will never rest until I find out who from that hospital during so that. So we didn't even get to that. Oh, we did? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, keep going. No, we're not dead. This is the main deal. <laughs> yeah, so um, after during the meeting, we did agree to one uh, wait one day just to make sure that all of okay. the tests came back normal, uh, which they did. And... Um, but so after the day passed, um, we find out that someone from Ohio <coughs> Health told the judge that staff. she, the judge's staff attorney, that my mom was doing significantly better and that she no longer needed the ivermectin. Wow. So that was a lie told to the judge by Ohio Health, which caused the judge to set that everything aside until we could get counsel back together, which never, never ever happened. happened. We waited day after day. And we kept calling our local attorney. And for some reason, we couldn't understand he wasn't returning our phone call. Well, Jeff Perry. come to find out two years later, after we've filed our lawsuit with Warner Mendenhall, um, our, new attorney. our new attorney, we found out that... Jeff Perry, our local attorney, had actually sent an email also to the judge's staff attorney saying that we no longer wanted the ivermectin. We never, ever said that. So that's, we now know that's why he wasn't returning our phone call. He was on the phone with us several times a day until the day. Until the day. They, they call, yeah, they, they. Yeah, and we do have. Thank God, we we do have a copy of the email from the sta- judge's staff attorney to our local attorney Jeff Perry, saying that admitting that they got news from Ohio Health that she's doing significantly better, which was a total lie. Right, and so they were all in it because Jeff Perry never he wouldn't return our calls. It, four days had went by, and I got mad, and I left him a nasty fresh uh, voicemail. And he got back with me that day, two hours later, and I said, what in the world's going on, Jeff? 
well, he made some excuses and this and that. And this was closer to when, you know, her organs had started failing, her kidneys yeah. shut down. And she tried to wake up many times, but they kept They just kept driving her every time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, after all of this was over and she passed away. September 2nd. On September 2nd, um, we had asked um, Jeff Perry to file a dismissal of our case because we thought that that would make us not held to that confidentiality agreement. And we wanted to make sure that we weren't held to a hundred thousand dollars each. And so he did that for us. Yeah. For $1,650. He sent the judge. (laughs) Yeah. So he, so he completed that and didn't really tell us if if that was going to get us out from under it or not, but right. said that he would talk to the judge about it. So after the dismissal goes through, my sister contacts him again and said, are we out from under the contract? And he says, well, no, but... The you judge know, did dismiss it. The judge did dismiss it, but no, you're still held to that confidentiality. Yeah, the- and he said, you know, if you went out and talked about it, because I'm under it, too. If you went out and talked about it, you know, I wouldn't really lose any sleep over it. But um, he did. He offered us his counsel if we wanted to hire him again to get out from underneath it. But, wow. So that just turned into a so, pill game. Yeah. So that's when we hired um, Warner Mendenhall out of Akron, Ohio. He's been doing a lot of these vaccine injury cases. And um, it showed it to what? How many? We had showed it to several attorneys and they agreed that we were bound to the confidentiality agreement. And so all we sued for was to get out from under this confidentiality agreement, to get out of this gag order. We didn't sue for anything else. Cost me $20,000 just to do that. We're up to over $50,000 now. Because it also said on the contract that our next of kin would also be held. Res- held responsible. And wait, wait, yeah, wait. that so was added later. Next of kin, I mean, that yeah. that's generational. I mean, we're talking yes. generations before it's that will come kids. in the future. Yeah, like what? that doesn't... You want to see this. That's a, that's a pretty you big You see story. this contract. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's extortion. <laughs> it's blackmail. It's, I mean, it's the most evil thing you've ever seen. And, you know, we couldn't have that hanging over our heads. When I have children, my sister has children. Um, and so uh, we took this to court. So Ohio Health's response was... About eight, nine months ago, Warner, our present lawyer, wrote him up something and sent it to him. And uh, guess what they did? So they have decided, Ohio Health has decided to um, file a lawsuit against us. So they are now suing us for a frivolous lawsuit. For filing what they call a frivolous lawsuit because they said that we should have known and we would have known if we talked to our attorney, Jeff Perry, which we did, Mm -hmm. we should have known that we were not held under this confidentiality agreement. And that uh, we did, they also stated that we never signed anything under duress. No duress at all. Yeah, no direct time. time. Um, this is now. This has been filed under a, a new judge, right? And he, they would also like for us to pay their attorney fees, Ohio Health's attorney fees, and they would also like our current um, attorney Warner Mendenhall to be sanctioned, which wow. could ma- amount to. I mean, they 
they, they probably want a hundred thousand dollars piece. We were we're guessing on that, but they want us to pay all their lawyer fees because we filed a frivolous lawsuit because we thought we were under a gag order. We weren't, but we we were, according to Jeff Perry. Right. Who was our counsel. Yeah. Um, I got uh, a comment here. Uh, Ann says, get a hold of Tori Says, T-O-R-E-S-A-Y-S. She knows all about Ohio. So she might be a good advocate for you that there. And so that was okay. one of the comments. From Appreciate one of my, that. Uh, yeah, one of my folks. So uh, take a look at that and see if that's something that will help you. Tori Says, S-A-Y-S. So, okay, um, appreciate anyway, that. Now, yeah. there, we were supposed to be taken to court and having a, a court hearing on October 23rd. Je- this new judge, though, he looked at it all. And so he didn't make, make it... Sh- final or sure that we are not under a gag order that's why we're doing what we're we're doing now right but going back to a couple cases that he found in his findings that um basically they can sue us for a frivolous lawsuit right it's unbelievable so we are scheduled to go um to court for a trial in april um, it won't be a jury trial, but it will be a normal trial where we will have to testify in front of the judge. Right. Wow. Well, and this it's, is unfortunate, isn't it, that this is how far things have to go. Here's here's what I don't like about everything. And and um, I'm not trying to, you know, dance around here on your money problems, but to say that you spent 10000 or 50000 or or 100000 that you spent anything just trying to save someone's life is really a a black eye for our judicial system. Our judicial system should not be in the practice of making sure that every lawyer gets their pound of flesh. Every lawyer gets their little taste. Everybody gets their, this is a very, very, very big problem for me when this should be as simple as going saying, Hey, I am, I am the husband, wife, daughter, son, nephew. Right. I have durable power of attorney, blah, blah, blah. This is what I want. Now, this, right. ju- this doctor won't do it. Now, judge, according to my relationship with this individual, I shouldn't have to hire an attorney and do fancy oh. math language to make sure that I get a, a proper a ju- judgment. This is a real problem for us. We have a credibility issue within our judicial system, and this is a hard thing for me on the show because I know a lot of people want to, you know, they want to represent and, and be proud of the thin blue line. They want to be happy with judges. They want to be happy with, you know, the judicial yeah. system. They think the DAs are doing their God's, you know, God's mission. But stories like this shows really the underbelly of the nefariousness mm-hmm. between the judge, a medical system, the DA. Why is the DA involved? Why is there a, another, again, this is all very nefarious. It doesn't give me confidence about my judicial system where I'm just trying to save somebody, and yet here they it. are. So go ahead. You're fine. Um, but still, the I will never rest until I find out who from that hospital <laughs> informed the judge, staff attorney, of course the judge, that she was doing significantly better that caused the judge to shelf the thing until we could get counsel together, which was a complete lie. Well, I wonder who you, did uh, that. Have you FOIA request they, all the uh, the judge's communications, personal and private? 
um, Warner is doing that now. Yeah, right now. It's just yeah. recently filed. Yeah. 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 Big, that's a big deal right there, guys. You guys got to get on that. It is a big right. deal. But I told the Epoch Times, which they did a really <coughs> thorough investigation uh, as far as reporting on our case. And his last question to me, uh, and I think this is worth hearing for everybody to hear this, right. was, or no, he just said, do you have any more comments? I said, yeah, I got one. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you 100% truth here that had I not went through this with my girls and my wife, and I looked at a story like this, I honestly can't tell you that I would believe it. Right. I just, it is so outrageous that we thought two days before we pulled the plug on her, after all they did to her, right? that they might have us waxed. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. It well, was that evil and intense, no, no, no. but yeah. No, let me give you something there. Under- let me give you something there. It's easier to kill you than deal with you. And if you think that yes. you're not a target on a big health company, you guys are fooling oh, yes. yourself. And it, and even now, we already know that. If you guys are already, if you guys are going after the big pharmaceutical, the big companies now, all this whole thing. Yeah, I know got that. More zeros than you do, and they got people who will do oh. things that you wouldn't do. So we're nothing to yeah. them, okay. and. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I about quit on this twice. That was last time was like nine months, 10 months ago. We are never, ever going to quit. And we're never, I'm not going to shut up. It's Good. no. That's no. And that's exactly how you beat them. That's what I've done here. Uh, my, my story is not how I got started on here is I got no knock rated twice with SWAT team in my house twice. I, they destroyed wow. my career. They destroyed everything I had. All I had left was my voice guys. And I'll tell you right now, yeah. your voice and you getting out and constantly pushing this message everywhere you can is exactly how you win. And if you shut up, yeah. you get quiet, you start whispering, You, he who hesitates dies. If at any time you hesitate, anytime you start to, to do, they got you. So don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to be, to put, put it on your Facebook, Twitter, True Social, Cloud Hub, whatever you got to do. It. Keep it out there and keep it as fresh as possible. Because the problem right. is, is that honestly, this is what they don't like. Um, because they know That's that right. as, over time, this will not get better with age, and they'll they will look like they're a bunch of creeps. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I'm proud of you. So good job on that. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Um, my problem is right now that our local people here, uh, we're getting some feedback. Uh, it's terrible, but it's, I understand, I guess, but at the same time, they don't, they don't live in our shoes, but we're getting some feedback that, you know, stupid things, ignorance, like, well, I know probably why they're doing it. They're, they're, uh, they're trying to bring her back. Some, right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, we, somebody, sometime, in life has to stand up and and say what is right yeah. and we are going to do it right no that's exactly right i lose everything i've got don't yeah. matter well and what what is there left if you don't have if you if what is there left to live for i mean seriously yeah. if you can't if, that's right. if we and i keep telling everybody leave your money at the altar of freedom because if you think your 401k yeah. is going to be worth anything when they destroy this country you're, you're putting your zeros in the wrong bank account because people that are out there fighting for freedoms, fighting for liberties, 
They're the ones we got to support in this time right now. And if right. you don't fight this tyranny, they're going to do it to millions of other people, which they have. This is what they did they for three years, and they're still continuing to do it under other names. By the way, guys, and not just I'm not just educating you, but everybody else at home, is they're changing the name of Remdesivir. Remdesivir had a generic name. Now they've come out with another name. Then they came out with another name. So I have up to five different names for Remdesivir, which causes the wet lungs, which causes the organ failure, which causes you to drown internally yep. from the ventilator. And they're still calling it COVID. The sad part of this is, I was listening to somebody today, they're like, oh, you know, shingles, it's so bad. Well, shingles is 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 chickenpox. It just comes out yeah. in a later stage of life. Nobody runs around mm-hmm. and with their head cut off and goes out and gets chickenpox vaccine, but they've got elderly people putting chicken, uh, uh, aborted fetus tissue for uh, shingle shots in their body year after year after year after year. And now they're saying shingles, fluid, and COVID. So now you're getting all these three different government chemicals every single year, twice a year, or tw- uh, two, two, two yeah. shots. See, there's something else going on here, and it sounds to me like they've got a big payday out of us, and they just want to keep it up. So however they can keep lying to us and keep manipulating us, that's what they're going to get away with. Absolutely. Um, The shots has really caused a lot of deaths and problems. you got about three or four uh, minutes if you guys want to to kind of close up there if you'd like. Yeah. um, yeah. Thanks for all we thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Yeah. Just to reiterate, our um, the where you can follow our story and keep up with what's going on is our uh, Twitter, Getter, Telegram, Facebook, True Social, at Brenda's Battle. And then if you want to help us with attorney fees, it's gibsongo.com slash Brenda's Battle 21. And, um, yeah, we thank you for taking the time to listen and hearing our story. And um, my mother, Brenda, she would have appreciated it so much. Yeah. Um, she was a very caring, loving um, woman, and she was an aide for schools for 30 years and loved children. And, you know, that's what she really lived for was was helping kids and yeah. right. and so shining a light in that dark world. Real quick, um, Don, Don, how long were you married? Forty six and a half years. We were married in high school as seniors when we was 18. Wow. How many kids did you have, Don? Three. Three kids. How many? Two grand- girls, and we adopted uh, my third cousin when he was two years old. All right. How many? How many grandkids you got, Don? Uh, got, she's got twin, ten years old, and we have the oldest granddaughter is uh, sixteen. Oh, and Jax. Yeah. He's uh, how old? Jax five. 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 Yeah. So I got four grandkids. Right. Well, there's a lot of people there that are going to be missing her, and and we shouldn't be talking uh-huh. about her in past tense. The fact that there's somebody yeah. out there who is using a medical degree or a, a stamp behind their name to commit genocide in our country, that is, yes. a, that is a travesty for this republic that we live in. We live in a constitutional republic where the Constitution limits the government but never limits the people. Guys, I, I wish you the best in everything. I do want updates. Anytime you guys want to come back on, get a hold of Kevin. He'll schedule you back in anytime you guys want to. If you've got a court date coming up or anything mm-hmm. that's progressing, uh, I hope that uh, the contact we gave you with uh, Tori says that, that that will help with you guys. And uh, there's some more that I, I just you. can't think of off the top of my head uh, that are out there doing uh, a lot of this stuff. And I want you guys to just kind of keep thinking about that. Uh, Tom Renz, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Tom Renz. 
Uh, he's also yeah. an attorney. He's been out there doing a few things. But let me brainstorm a little bit. You guys are out of Ohio. I know a lot of people up there. we got to figure out how to do this right. But Ohio just seems to be the cesspool of where a lot of people were really abused. And I don't know what happened in Ohio yes. with their, their tyrannical. Ohio yeah. health. Yeah. It, it's something, man. You guys are That's killing it. Killing them like flies, man. It's unbelievable. I don't mean to be sarcastic in a time like this, but it's really yeah. been a bad deal. So, um, guys, yeah. anything else before we get you out of here? I don't think so. Thank you very much. Hey, Don. We'll let you know. We'll Don. keep you informed uh, as yeah. the court date uh, gets closer. Perfect. Don, hey, man, I, I my heart goes out to you, buddy. I know what it's like to have that empty home, so don't, don't think that uh, – that doesn't bother it, it. We know it bothers you and don't be a tough guy. Make sure you reach out to your daughters and your, and anybody you can make oh. sure you're there with people and don't get all lonely in that yeah. house and start doing. Yeah. You know, I know, you know I know. what I mean? Getting that, don't get in that headspace Cause it's real easy to get, you know, get negative. So yeah. stay positive. Yeah. Understand that now that you have this, this gives you a reason to spend 20 and 30 more years on this earth fighting for the name of your wife and fighting for other people that were killed in the same way. Yep. So understand that. Don, right. And I'm here for you, buddy. Anything you need, you okay. know, anytime, like I said, you come back, if I'm up in Ohio, we'll try to see if we can catch up with each other or something, but you know, we're there for each other and stay with, stay, stay solid. Okay. Anything you need, like I said, okay. Reach out. thank you very much. Thank All you. right. Uh, one last time, anything before we get you out of here, just, you guys don't want to, don't want you to think, you, Oh, we just said, Oh, Oh, give me the website. One more time. One more time. Uh, Brenda's Battle 21 Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. We're going to get you out of here. All right? See you. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Well, what a great interview we had there, guys. And this is the part of the problem with this is this is not something that went away just because they took the masks away. This is ongoing, and it's affecting people's lives on the daily, and we should be surprised. We should, shouldn't be surprised, or we should be surprised it even happened to begin with. We should be surprised it happened, but here's the problem. We know it's happened millions of times. We know that these people have gotten paid out on the backside of these contracts, and they're getting paid very well to do this stuff. And sad, sad part of it is, is it doesn't really matter. A lot of these people will take this paycheck and screw people over, and they don't even care. That is the problem with this. We are so bound to the debt. We're so bound to the prison system that we live in. This is a real problem for us. Um, all right, good to see you, Janet. And good to see you, uh, Wexner Epstein. Oh, oh sorry, Ann. I meant, uh, maybe you can uh, message on that, Ann, and send that to them as well. Prayers to your family, uh, you and your family, Janet. Thank you so much for those well wishes for them as well. Guys, this is the fight we got to be in. We got to be a part of this. Rebecca Wells, John Candy, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Tanya Price. Um, yeah, I can't believe friends, uh, local are still taking tests for it. Guys, I, I'm seeing tests and masks and all this other stuff. And there's some people that just want something to be wrong with them. You know, I'm over here, you know, I got my little allergy thing that took off last week. My voice is coming back now. Um, it is what it is. I did everything I could. I've, you know, but keep myself healthy and I'm not going to let myself be taken down, but there's a lot of people out there. They get a hangnail. And you know they gotta go get they gotta get a get their pinky removed right they get a little hangnail on that pink boy they just cutting it off at the elbow, and some people need that because they're just looking for attention. They're preying on the weak minded that allow themselves to be manipulated through medical tyranny, and those that aren't well they make them victims of a financial crisis. So how many of you got ten, twenty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars laying around to go fight for somebody 
that you shouldn't even have to fight. It should just be your way anyway. It should be your will, not some guy that you don't know who doesn't know you and doesn't want to do what you wish. If you want to give your family ivermectin, then do it. It's on you. It's your choice. Why can't we just have that basic conversation? Well, because it makes too much sense. All right, guys, thank you so much for everything you guys are doing out there. Remember, donate to the show as often as possible. My Daily Naturals is the sponsor here on the show. MyDailyNaturals.com. We are shipping out this week. Thank God uh, we will be getting those out to you guys. I'm sorry it's taking so long. This FDA stuff is just, woo, the government is not here to help you, let me tell you. All right, guys, but My Daily Naturals is going to be shipping out. Had a lot of great, great, great Great people signing up. It's been awesome already, guys. So thank you so much for the success of that. MyDailyNaturals.com. Get your basic cell function package. Go Get it going. And then go out there. We're going to be providing other things as well, especially just after the new year. We're going to be bringing in some weight loss and some mental health uh, support stuff that we're going to be bringing in, as, long, as well as the mushroom supplements that we're bringing online. So these are all for you guys to make sure you guys are better so you guys beat the system by living longer, living happier, and it screws everything up for them and have lots of babies. All right, guys, remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less you have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line, hold fast. Do not give up, do not give in, we will win. I promise I'll make promises I can't keep, guys. You've always been the key to the future. The Constitution limits the government but never, ever limits you. I'm Jim Price, Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys will be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.